get this show on the road, guys. You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and welcome to the Essential Apple Podcast, where we normally take a look at the news, views, reviews and roundups in the world of Apple and associated technology over the last seven to ten days. But this time, we're having a Christmas party. So, this is the Essential Apple Podcast Party. Hello, and yes it is, this is the Essential Apple Christmas Party Podcast, and in a moment of madness, we've attempted to live stream it. So, if you look at our Twitter or any other Twitter of any of the guests, you will find a link where you can hopefully listen to it live, courtesy of NiceCast. But, anyway. And if you also tweet out with the hashtag ESA, uh, which I'm checking the Twitter stream now, may not be my best moment because it seems to be a lot about uh, the European Defence League. Uh, We will see it live coming into the hot desk here. So if you are listening, tweet out with hashtag ESA uh, and, yeah, we'll see what happens. And I have also opened a chat room uh, on IRC, which is at ircgeekshed.net hashtag essential apple podcast there you go for anybody who wants to try and join in what was it again irc.geekshed.net slash no hashtag essential apple podcast all one word we're we're almost multimedia now this is almost like synergy i know it is soon hopefully some guests will arrive mark so let's just have a pour of a drink shall we oh cracking hang on then Yeah, there we go. That's mine. Uh, hang on, I just. Oh, there's the door mark. Oh, I want to play my clip. Hang on, let me let me play my clip. Oh look, it's Guy from the Matcast. Guy, come in. Hey, freezing yeah. out there. It is. My God, it's cold. And it. But the weird thing is, I'm not even on the Matcast. <laughs> no, you're not. What sort of floor is this? Is this like a... No, wait. So so in other words, I'm Gaz from the MacCast. Is that what you're trying to tell you me? You are indeed. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you, 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 oh, God, Gaz. No, but nobody knows the difference between you two. You sound the same. We've all said I know, that. I know. We, well, we look so much alike, too. You know, other than, you know, I'm like a foot taller and don't have hair. You know, it's like we're twins. Yeah, but that's just depth perception, though, isn't it? <laughs> You see, do go there. Oh, oh, hey, 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 oh, there's someone at the door. There's someone else. If this doesn't win a podcasting award, nothing will. Blimey. Look, the it's door. Roger. Roger Harmon. Come on in, Roger. Oh, Where's my goodness. Thank you for getting me inside. It's just horrible outside. I mean, it's almost like winter out there. It's all right. Yeah. We've got, we've got our nuts roasting that. on the fire. <laughs> But I'm checking right now. No, 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 they're fine. <laughs> Come again? Oh, no, wrong, wrong room. <laughs> well, I don't know if anybody's going to listen to this rubbish live, but it's going out live anyway. Oh, uh, you, know you know what the worst thing is, is that there's going to be a load of people this Christmas getting an Apple device, and they're going to go online, they're going to search for things like podcasts and Apple, and we're going to appear in that list. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You can find more great... Oh, hello, there's someone. Hang on, I can play my clip now, because this isn't annoying. 
And so are you. I saw you sitting. Hey, there's somebody at the door. Hey, I'm never going to get bored of that. Oh, who have we got here? Come in. Come in, quickly. Are you all right, Bruce? Yeah, it's cold. Why is, why is everyone wearing high heels? Hey? Why is everyone wearing high heels who's coming into our house? Do you know what it's like trying to find size 16 high heels? It's really hard. Oh, I know. Right. Especially okay. with my calves. <laughs> I think we've got Search one. Search online. Search online. Need my drink is what I need. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> there you go. Mmm. Tasty. Tasty. Oh, blimey. Have we got enough nibbles? Have we got enough um, volo vents? Oh, I've no idea, mate. I've no idea. Let's see. We better go to the door, and we don't leave them standing Just... out there. <laughs> Frostbite, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Philip, for the tweet, and cheers, Pete, for the tweet as well. Thank you very much. Hashtag ESA. Come in, come in. Stomp the snow off your shoes. <coughs> Let's hurry along the corridor to the crackling fire. And cough mm. up a long, long, long. It's a long, long. Well, right. Are we all here? Is everybody here now? I think so. Looks like it. I've so got far. a joke. I've got another joke. Oh, oh no. Do, oh, do, you, do you really? Yes. Did you hear about a dyslexic pimp who bought a warehouse? No. <laughs> Come on, guy. You you must yeah. get that one. No. <laughs> I'm Nothing. trying not to. <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry. I compiled a document. I've actually done some research this week. Uh, let me just go on to here. Is that oh. a new feature? Well, John is saying that all he can hear in... Uh... In live stream is me, so I might have to change the source. Ah, uh, yes, because you've got two channels. You've got your left and your right. Mm. Well, just just send them. Just send them. Twitch, yeah, just send them to Twitch TV. Ocean Speed. I have, yeah. Ding dong. Oh, does, that, does everybody know? Does everybody know what goes? Oh, oh, oh. No. Everyone listening that's, to this podcast that's, going. Oh my no, god! No, no. Oh my god! That's Santa walking backwards. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 no, I'm not accepting this. How does that joke get a laugh? And me, all I get is tumbleweed. I know about that. Oh, uh, right, I need to find my jokes. I've lost them. Okay, well, so here's another one. Do what, do you call a, what do you call a boomerang that does not come back? A stick. A yes. stick. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> A waste of like fifteen dollars, or in fact, we've got to say dollars now because our demographic skewed towards the Americans. <laughs> well, I'm just enjoying listening to the Christmas music. I've got to say, I've got a pint of cider next to me, uh, and that, and that, let's say, my um, my Bristol accent. We should just do an hour of this music. <laughs> what talking. goes? What goes? Ho ho whoosh! Ho ho whoosh! Ho ho whoosh! Is Santa falling on his bum? No, Father Christmas in a revolving door. <laughs> right, well, seeing as we've got the crown together, I think we need to tackle the the burning question of this year, which has been a political hotbed, and there's actually been a government study done on this. And the answer is this: 
do we all agree that Die Hard is a Christmas film? Yes. Yes. The original Die Hard. Well, yeah. Actually, the second one, too. Oh, yeah, Die Hard 1 and 2, yeah, but 3, 4, oh, God. Oh, no. no, the rest of them don't count. Well, why would yeah. anyone say it's not a Christmas film? Oh, that's right, because they're women. Oh, yes, I well, went there. Well, because yeah. they hate Christmas. Exactly. In fact, we need to be tweeting. Um, I don't know where we go after this. I'm trying to find more jokes, but I can't find them, so you might all be safe. Hang on. This is why I don't do backups, because you lose anything anyway. Okay. Well, there you go. The what do you call what do you call a woman who stands between two goalposts? <laughs> My ex-girlfriend. <Trophy> wife. <laughs> Annette. Uh, oh wow. Jeez. Oh, oh my goodness. Simon, oh, will you please please bring us back on track? <laughs> well, as you know, it's the end of the year, and so I thought that we could talk about a few things related to Christmas and the end of the year. So, as you know, I sent everybody a list of things to talk about, and uh, yep. the first one on the list was the tech gift or gadget you would like to receive this Christmas time. Uh, fantasy mm. and or idealistic and realistic. So, let's all start with that one, shall we? I can I go first? If you wish. My fantasy gadget is a internet internet common sense filter where before <laughs> anything is allowed to be posted on the internet, it has to follow a golden set of common sense rules like don't be an idiot, don't be a troll, think about don't things. Be troll. Uh, you take that back, young lady. We'll have, less, <laughs> we'll have less of that nonsense. In fact, I'm going to have another drink now just to be spiteful. <laughs> But it's true. It's like there should be a filter to say, mm, let's have a. We've got all this machine based learning and all this sort of stuff. So why can't we just apply it to idiots? Well, now you really are being fantastical, aren't you? Mm. Well, you said <laughs> fantasy or not. Uh, well, I did indeed. And what about a realistic one then, Mark? Uh, a, a Mac with a good graphics card that isn't the Mac Pro or iMac Pro. Oh, yeah, fair enough. That's, That's just fair enough. crazy talk. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but there we are. It's Christmas, we can oh, dream. And, oh, and in the fantasy land as well, I'd like games that appear on Steam, not just to be ported version, well, actually, uh, cider versions of the PC original, i.e., don't just wrap it in an emulation layer so it kills my Mac, actually port it properly. And that concludes Mark's Soapbox, coming up <laughs> next week. <laughs> what about you, Guy? Uh, let's see, for fantasy, and then this is for everybody, Left 4 Dead 3. I would like to see Left 4 Dead 3 come out because it's just such a Christmassy kind of title. Um, on the realistic side, I would like, actually, I guess this isn't really realistic either, a um, affordable multi-track USB mixer with at least two aux channels. Uh, so like I said, fantasy. For realistic, I would like a Sennheiser E835 microphone, or I should say another one. Is it and, not Sennheiser, not Sennheiser? Uh, I like to think of it as uh, spelled Sennheiser, but pronounced throat wobbler mangrove. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking lady, Cracking lady. Sennheiser, I have to admit. Um, 
The other thing I would like is uh, either Simply Sound SS-1 or Cloudlifter CL1 audio boosters. Why do you want a Cloudlifter for? Just put enough gain in through your microphone. Most mixers have really, really crappy gain. Uh, I'm with you on that one. I'm looking at my Onyx Blackjack here, and it's like it's cranked up all the way. But you just need to get a lesser high-gain microphone. And welcome to Christmas Eve microphone chats on the Essential <laughs> Podcast. Well, I've got, oh, this I mean, is riveting, isn't right it? Now is a uh, it's a high LPR forty, and those things and that that and oh, the um, Mr. Fancy Pants uh, over there. Ooh, I've got a <laughs> high. Ooh, Oh, who makes that one? The SM7. The Someone's um, obviously got a sponsored podcast. Not that weird, bitch. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Now, this is all just stuff I've picked up, various bits and bobs. Very mm. good. I'm, Very I'm, good. Ruthie, what about you? Um. Well, I haven't got any tech in mind, seeing as, like, realistically, I did get um, a new phone a couple months ago. Um, but... If I could get anything, it would probably be a new laptop so I could do all my schoolwork on it, seeing as um, it got broken. Yes, it did. But, um, oh. yeah, not by me, because I'm a good person. <laughs> but Oh, um... there's a hint, isn't it? And, oh. and, and Ruth, <laughs> Ruth, what would that laptop be? Um, well, it's not even possible anymore, I don't think. But um, it's the same laptop as I had before, which was the... Um, MacBook Pro 2012. Right. Oh, is that the Mark Awarment edition? Pardon? Is that the... That's the one with the DVD, the same as I've got. Uh, Yeah. I could do you a good deal on a MacBook Pro 2007. Check me out after the show. (laughs) (laughs) But um, other other than that, I don't really have anything in mind, seeing as my phone is a pretty good phone for everything, so... And what phone is it? Yeah. Um, an iPhone 7 Plus. Ooh. <laughs> so we've got Mr. Swanky Pants over there with his high old PR40. You have an iPhone 7 Plus. Anyone else want me to make me, make me feel a bit more poor and rubbish? Well, Who's our next uh, guest? Well, I, have, I have an iPhone 8 Plus now. Yes, yeah, yeah, so if, if you listen to Guy on the G, G-Menismus special. Yeah, that's really hard to say. It is quite hard to say. <laughs> that was, uh, yes, he had to go and buy himself a new one because his six died suddenly. Oh, uh-uh. R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, and it was a hard kill. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't left whimpering on yeah. the road. It was just taken out into the back and shot. Yeah, you know, I was I was like, no, 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 no. There's gifts outside for you. Come on, iPhone 6 Plus. Come on. Come on with me. <laughs> yeah. Roger? I don't know yeah. why I did it. I actually have sound effects. <laughs> yeah, built in. Uh, well, my uh, my fantasy gift would be a Tesla Model 3. Oh, that's nice. good. Cool. I, I think uh, I think Tesla is wishing the same thing, but uh, that remains to see, be seen whether they can deliver on all can the they, uh, can they do steak as pre-orders. Well? Pardon me? Can, well, you said that they deliver. Can they do steak as well? <laughs> I don't know. It remains to be seen. Come on! As as no, no, a... this joke needs more accreditation first. Do they do liver, as in do liver, yeah. as in food? Oh. And, but do they also do steak? <sighs> Seriously, gals gets a yeah. giggle out of it. Oh, really? yeah. Tip, tip the waitresses. Yeah, she's here all week, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> d- d- deliver oh. and it's steak. Okay, what do frogs wear on their feet? 
Open-toed sandals. Oh, just ignore us, Roger. So the Tesla Model 3, which is, oh, I'm with you on that one. That is a beautiful, beautiful uh, dream They're to have. Cars. Yeah. And uh, for a more uh, realistic gift, I like a MacBook Pro with a better keyboard. <laughs> you, you have the 2016 then, do you? Uh, no, I haven't bought one because of uh, uh, the keyboard. I'm waiting yeah. for him to get that right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, what keyboard have you got now, then? Because I love the Magic Keyboard. Well, I'm talking about the built-in keyboard on the yeah. MacBook Pro. Yeah, but that's uh, the, the butter, same... butterfly. Oh, the the one with the minimal. Track. See, I like that. The MacBook Adorable, as they call it on the other podcast. I love that minimalist sort of travel. Well, I've I've got um. I've got at work, I got the new extended, why it took them so long to make a fully extended keyboard wireless, I don't know, but I've got the Magic Keyboard 2 mm. extended wireless, and that's got less travel than the previous ones, but not as little as the MacBook Butterfly keys. It's probably half as much as my MacBook Pro or the previous keyboard I had. But it's more than the butterfly ones because the butterfly yeah. ones are really minimalist, aren't they? I mean, mm. there's there's almost no travel in those at all, um, and it's very nice. And yeah, yeah. Uh, just for gas, it's not bent. Mine's <laughs> not bent. All right, I checked it. I checked it. It's definitely square. So um, there my we go. keyboard wasn't bent until my cat, God bless her soul, decided that it was the perfect crash pad for her to land on when jumping out the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, no matter where I moved it to, it's like, ah, so father, you have moved your keyboard. Challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. And well, in that case, I suppose it's round to me. And uh, I think uh, for a fantasy, for a fantasy gift, uh, I would probably choose a top end uh, MacBook Pro. Uh, I, I really would quite like one of those. But uh, realistically, I kind of already had mine. I had my SSD, which I put in my MacBook uh, 2012, mm. as, as I've said before. And uh, that's been... Everybody always tells you that it, it is a makes it like a new machine, and it really has. It's um, magnitude, uh, you know, an order of magnitude faster. It's fabulous. Um, and for £100 all in, that was money well spent. So, money so- well spent. Simon, for the um, your fantasy MacBook Pro, would uh, when you say a top end one, do do you mean the 2016 or the uh, or the 2015? Uh, well, I, I I think it'd probably be the 2016. Mm, okay. I think I'd take a chance. Yeah. Um, because the 2016 has more RAM, does it not? I believe. Mm, or, no, I think take... they're both 16. Are they? I thought they said they'd spec a bit yeah. more. Anyway, it's, it's thinner and it's got the touch bar. They're very nice. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think they'd be a very nice thing to have. I'm not going to be able to afford one, but uh, I did think I did think about saying uh, uh, an iMac Pro, but to be honest, ah, yeah, mm, I, I just saw yeah, one. Yeah, that is <laughs> oh, you've seen? Did you get to touch it in fondle it and stroke it? While I was waiting for them to, you know, take a lot of my money for an, an iPhone 8 Plus, mm-hmm. um, my God, the thing is gorgeous. Even, yeah. even the the like space gray keyboard and and mm. extra long trackpad, I'm just 
looks so, so nice. And I started opening up a bunch of apps just to see how well it would respond. And it would basically, it was sitting there like, okay, what's the next one? Come on, bring it, bring it. Let's go, like let's like go. Like an eager puppy waiting to please. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, the fact that it starts at $5,000 didn't deter me at all. Actually, it, it deterred <laughs> yeah. me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still maintain that even at that price, compared to some of the Macs of the past, it's still relatively cheap for the spec. Uh, it is. It's just really, really hard for me to justify spending oh, yeah. five thousand dollars on an iMac. Yeah, oh, I couldn't justify that. No way. Not even at work. No way. Um, but it does generally seem to be less of a backlash against the pricing of it than pretty much any other device out there. I think people are so in awe. And what was it on the ATP podcast that Apple are actually reaching out and doing these roundtables to say, you know, what is actually going? They're actually taking the time to explain about PCI bus lanes and how it's so blazingly fast, which is something that they've never done before. Very much so. I think, you know, I think it's a really nice machine, but it is targeted at a very specific market. Yeah, but that's always been Apple, though. Yeah, people with a lot of money. (laughs) It's like YouTubers. Yeah, you know, very much so, I think. Very much so. But but the thing is, for regular people, you know, unless you're you're trying to, to, to do, like, 4k video editing a regular a regular 5k iMac at less than half the price is fine for everything that you're going to do for anywhere from two to five years oh definitely definitely don't you know i mean i just got i got a 2017 iMac 27 inch 5k at work um my old machine being pushing eight years old i think um and it's lovely it is absolutely wonderful and yeah. you know it does everything that i uh need it to do and more and of course it, it did come uh the 27 that 27 inch with that one it still allows you to fit your own ram so of course i bought it with the with the basic spec and then shoved some more ram in it from crucial uh but which is probably anybody... justified the hype my worry with this though is is this going to be a one-hit wonder like with the old mac pro because they do have a bit of a habit of releasing yes. something and then letting it die, like the iPhone 6S, sorry, the iPhone SE, and this. Is this gonna, you know, is there enough confidence now with the professional people to go, yeah, okay, we'll come back to you because we've they've restored a bit of faith. I, I think with a machine like the iMac Pro, if you are in the target market, yeah, you don't care. You don't care. You're going to buy it. You're going to use it for three years, and then you're going to buy something else. And it, it's not relevant. It's really not. Um, I know in, in the the iMac Pro is 100% welded shut, so you have to choose exactly what you want to put in it before you start. Uh, but again, for the target but, market, yeah. I don't think that matters much. And considering that it starts with 32 gigs of RAM and a uh, four-core Xeon processor, and I think in eight gig video card there's not really a whole lot more that you need for that machine no and i think uh although the the higher spec ones are not available yet they won't be available until early next year but i mean it goes all the way up to what 18 cores and Mm. 128 gig of ram or something yeah ludicrous ludicrous speed yeah 
Uh, right, what do we? What else have we got on our channel? Oh, sorry, though, I'm just looking through our Twitter stream. Um, apparently, uh, from Leif Tudor, nice historical perspective on snow. Hashtag Arctic Sea ice from Russian server landings as contribution to ESA. Uh, mm. Avistar has written something that I can't understand. And at Stroud Solutions, 50% off linking bio. So our, our, our hashtagging is 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 the spectacular failure I always hoped it would be. By no means! Nobody chip in! <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Oh, the, the echoes running around. Right, so, okay, so the next question is then, I believe. Uh, right, we've done that one. Yeah, the second one is the tech gifts and gadgets you've already gifted this year and not necessarily for Christmas. So, uh, who wants to start? Hey, I'll, I'll go with that one to start off with. I bought my partner a waterproof iPhone case. And she um, she dropped her iPhone 5 down the loo 10 days ago. Yeah. And she's managed to do it again today before I've given her the case. So oh, no. <laughs> her phone it's... is currently switched off in a box of rice again. Again. <laughs> and smelling very oddly for some reason. Well, fortunately, it was clean water, but... Um, sure, yeah. let's go with that answer. Yeah, yeah. She's... Um, have we all done I mean, that? Have we have we done the scoop from the poop water? Uh, no. no, thank you. Oh, no. Uh, no, not yeah, me. Yeah, not me either. Yeah. <laughs> well, dear, oh dear. Although I have to say, um, that's not a bad thing to get for an older iPhone, is it? Because my daughter, uh, her iPhone six, my other daughter, not not Ruth, uh, her her older sister Danielle, she had her iPhone six in her hand, and her brother. Uh, my boy Joseph, who's a, a bit lively, knocked mm. it out of her hand and it managed to go straight into a half-pint mug of tea. Right. Um, and that was the end of that. And it was only dunked in there for, like, you know, two seconds, but yeah. that's too much. Yeah. Too much for the poor old six, which has basically no waterproofing whatsoever, um, no. and that killed it stone dead. No. So, yes, I think a, a waterproof case is a very good thing. And obviously uh, used our Amazon affiliate link to purchase that case. Um, no, but when I buy my iMac Pro, I will. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, no, good answer, Pete. Yeah, yeah, good answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, good yeah. answer. Staff these days. Uh, right. Um, okay. What? Roger? Um, I gave a friend the tracker, the little uh, oh, yeah. Bluetooth uh, disc-shaped device that you can use to find your keys or you can use the one on your keys to find your phone and uh, the thing I like about the tracker is they have 5 million people around the world that use it so if you're whatever you have your tracker on is missing there's 5 million chances that you'll be able to find it that I ha I have to say the trackers I got um, not trackers but I bought some uh, from Amazon, some little similar things called the Nut 2 because they were about half the price of a tracker um, and they have yeah. replaceable batteries as well. You can split them in half um, and put in a new CR32 um, or 2032, isn't it? 20, 20 mil diameter, 3.2 mil thickness. Um, and they do exactly the same thing and they're very, very good. And uh, mm -hmm. as some people who listen to my show know, I have a Bluetooth, Bluetooth tracked hat. Bluetooth tracked hat. See yes. that? See that three times fast. Yeah. yeah, I have a Bluetooth tracked hat, 
uh, because I'm prone to coming in and taking my, you know, my woolly hat off and just chucking it down. And then in the morning when I want to go to work, it's like, where the hell did I put my hat? So right. I can just uh, bring okay. up the app yeah. on my phone and make it blink and then I can find it. <laughs> so that's that was worth that was worth all of the about seven pound ninety nine I paid yeah. just for that. To be honest. Yeah, but your problem with that is that half the time they're useless because they're not quick enough to respond. Because you like if you lose something, like if you lose it in a field, it's like a metal detector unless you go slow enough. You're not going to be able, it's not going to respond quickly to pair up and go, aha, it's here. Well, no, it works for me because I don't tend not to be losing my hat in the field, Mark. It tends well, to be in my hat. Do oh, most hats say, aha, I'm here. Mr. Lardy da. <laughs> oh, look at me with my non losing hatness. <laughs> Oh, dear. Right, That's a okay. Thing. That's an actual so, thing. Right, Suffolk uh, Pete doesn't want to be on the show anymore because he's got a social life. Check him uh, out. Yes, yes, yeah, Pete. So, Pete, um, you're done, aren't you? So, uh, if you've got to go, mate, that's fair enough. Yeah, you know, no, I should, I should go in. into the cold winter night. Merry Christmas, yeah. Pete. Okay, Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas, Pete. And thank Bye. you very yeah, much for Christmas. your contributions okay. in the yes. last year of coming on the show and all the support you've given us. It really, in all seriousness, it really is appreciated. Thank you. Well, I, and I, I hope I hope Santa brings you an iMac Pro. <laughs> Santa's bought me everything. I have a roof over my head this year, so I'm oh, incredibly grateful that's compared, to where, yeah, so compared to where I was last year. I'm not sleeping in a car, so I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, uh, it's been nice uh, chatting with you, and uh, see you again soon. Yep. Cheers, yep. Pete. Take okay. it easy. Have a good Christmas. Bye. 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 Okay. New Year. And uh, right, with where three. were we? Um, Ding dong, merrily on high. Uh, Rod, it was Rod, Roger. Roger. Roger was telling us about gifts, wasn't he? Uh, one one other thing about the tracker is that when I bought this, it seemed like maybe it had been in the shelf for a while. And uh, the battery died, so I contacted Tracker customer support, and they sent a brand new battery, no charge. So that was kind of nice. Oh, so so does the Tracker now have a replaceable battery then? Yeah, the the uh, Tracker Bravo has a replaceable battery, and then I, they know have the, a... I think the original Tracker, Tracker did did not was it? It was like you used it, and then you know it was twenty odd dollars, and when it died, it died, and that was the end of it. No, I think the tracker is always. It was uh, a, a competing product, I think, called Tile. Oh, was it that, the Tile that that, that doesn't have a replaceable battery? And then Tracker has a much smaller one called the Pixel, and I don't think that has a replaceable battery. It's just really small, so uh, it you know it's something that you could put in your wallet or you know conceal easily, so people didn't realize it was there. It's, it has to be replaced when the battery dies. But the tracker, I think, has always had a replaceable battery. All right. Okay. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm getting mixed up then. But I know one of the reasons that I bought the the nut, the nut two, which is about I don't know, it's about an inch square, uh, is because it had a replaceable battery. Um, but there you go. I, I do like those Bluetooth tracking things. I think they're a very good thing to have hold of. Uh, and they can be very, very useful. If they worked. Well, they do work. Well, not for Mine me. Work. So obviously they're you just broken. have to make sure you don't, you don't lose your phone, which is the only way that you can use one of these. <laughs> you lose your phone, it's like, okay, well, I've got, the, uh, I've got the little Bluetooth thing that the phone can find. Can I use this to find my phone? Well, first? yes, actually, with mine, you can. You can with mine. With the, with the nut, if you have the... If you have, you know, in my case, if I have my hat, but I don't know where I've put my phone, I can hold the button down on the 
on the on the Bluetooth thing, and it will make my phone ping. So that actually oh. is quite handy as well. But what if you lose them both? Well, then I'm screwed. Okay. <laughs> I knew there was a downside to this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just had to look for it. <laughs> Sooner or later, look, if, if yeah. you've managed to lose everything, then you've probably got bigger <laughs> problems than worrying about whether the Bluetooth tracking works. Where is my car? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what, uh, right. Is that... well, I have another, another, uh, nice little, uh, accessory. It's the Griffin travel power bank backup. Battery. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are always good, aren't they? And, any, uh, any sort of, uh, backup battery is well, this, this one is for your Apple watch. Oh, right. Oh yes. Yeah. So, uh, I find that when I use my, uh, Apple watch to, uh, track my workouts, it really kills the battery and it won't last the whole day. So. I carry one of these in my pocket, and I can charge the uh, the Apple Watch. It charges up pretty fast and get through the day without it dying. Really, you have a problem with that? Yeah, when I when I do a workout, uh, so I do like a uh, half hour cardio and like a forty five minute workout. That just saps the battery on my watch. Now, which one do you have? Uh, series zero. Oh, uh, okay, okay, because I'm on a series two. I can go two days easy with that thing. Yeah, it sounds like I may need a new watch. I, I, I think. I mean, I have a Series Zero, and it doesn't. I, I don't have a problem, but I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm not Mister Active, so I don't go and do cardio workouts or, you know, run 10k or whatever. So, um, that's not really a problem to me. I find that my watch nearly always lasts all day and still has probably 20% left at the end of the day. But uh, I do understand the new ones have better battery life. I think Mark changed his Series 0 for a... Was it Series 2 he bought, Mark? Oh, or yeah. So the battery life is amazing on it. Uh, it's that good now. I actually forget um, to charge it up. I'm just so lapsadaisical with charging up. And I'll even graze charge it. If I'm getting up in the morning, I've probably got about half an hour between getting up and leaving the house. Uh, and I will literally just slam it onto the charger, and it will normally get me um, get me out. But the problem I've got is I haven't done any exercise because I'm just fat. So <laughs> yeah, but that's not the watch's fault. Well, yeah, you're right. Damn you! <laughs> right. So uh, has every has everybody had a go at dirt tech? Uh, not me. Oh no! Go on then. Go on, guy. Uh, well, for stuff that I've gifted this year, my son Guy wanted a retro Nintendo 64, uh, the actual Nintendo 64, not a fake or a remake. And my son Peter, who picked up a Switch, wanted some new Joy-Cons and those controllers that you can put Joy-Cons Joy in to, you know, make them a little bit bigger and, you know, just have more than one person at a time playing on a Switch. So those are some of the things that they're getting. Yeah. Oh. And I'm trying to, my, my wife is on my, my old 5S. I'm trying to convince her to uh, let me get her at least an iPhone SE because she really likes that particular form factor. I was going to say, if she really likes yeah. the size of the 5, then the SE is the basically the, the next. It's, move, yeah, it? yeah. And it's got the internals of a 6. The only thing that kind of makes me hesitant on that is that there are rumors of a new SE coming out. And I would hate to, you know, I've, I've actually never been caught in the, the, the vicious upgrade cycle where you buy something and then exactly 
you know, three days after the last day that you can bring it back for a full refund, Apple <laughs> comes out with something new. That's never happened to me. But with the with the iPhone SE, I'm kind of kind of worried about that. And of course, I gifted myself a um, uh, this eight plus, which I hadn't actually wanted to do. I was actually sort of hoping to wait until next year because between the the release of the eight, which I mean, let's face it, that it's really kind of a seven S and seven S plus, the uh, yeah. iPhone ten that there was going to be some kind of shakeup there, and I figured that the next iPhone was going to be you know have all the features of the ten with a lot of the bugs worked out, and that it would be you know the the phone design that going forward Apple was going to use for a couple of years, but. My my six plus kind of made that decision for me, and so now um, I you know I could have gotten I could have gotten a, t- a ten I, I I could have, but decided with it being Christmas and everything else that most of the features that the ten have has uh, I didn't really need at this point. So I'll hang on to this one for at mm. least two to three years. Well, I think I think guy, you're a bit you know like my wife obviously. I've said before on this show, it was her turn to get. Wait, I'm looking down my shirt. No, I'm nothing like your wife. No, no, but uh, <laughs> she. <laughs> very good. She, um, you know, it was her turn. Her contract ended. It was her turn to get a new phone, and she looked at the choices available. Uh, the 10 wasn't actually available right that second, although obviously it had been announced. Uh, she decided to go with the eight for the, you know much the same reasons that the the extra cost just didn't really seem to be justified to her yeah um, I mean, and it's it's like uh what 150 to 200 bucks and oh. or what a, a slightly better phone or sorry slightly better camera well if, if, if that even i mean the main thing is that the eight contained you know i was glad to see that the eight was not a lesser phone really than the 10 it, it had basically the same guts it had the same processor well, and all yeah. the rest so really unless you are either uh, a hardcore you know got to have the latest or you really really want to see what this uh amoled screen is all about uh is it amoled or oled i don't know OLED. Um, but i mean and and let's face it that that oled screen as compared to uh, the screen on the eight and the screen on the eight is very nice. Uh, but that OLED screen on the, the 10, Oh my God, it's, it's night and day, but you know, especially for somebody my age, I'm in my, you know, my late fifties. Could I really on the most part tell the difference between the two of them with what I used the phone for? Not really. No. I mean, a lot of people will tell you if you used a, a retina screen, phone or a retina screen ipad you can't go back to the old ones and i've never found that to be the truth uh, I have. It, it's when i went from my ipad 3 to the ipad air i think going back to the it's like what on earth is this it's so different well of course at work i have a two monitor setup so now i've got a 27 inch imac 5k as my main screen and what was previously my main screen, which is an old uh, Apple Cinema 23-inch, uh, I've got them side by side. And I really, yes, I can tell the difference, but it, it's not so much that I go you know, like, I can't look at this screen. 
I can see the colour cast. Obviously, the, the older one is now somewhat yellower than it probably ought to be. But then it's also quite possible that the that the iMac is slightly bluer than it ought to be. But uh, no, I, I don't, you know, I don't look at it and go, oh, my God, this is, you know, what a case, man. Yeah. I, I, mm. I just don't. Maybe it's my eyes. Maybe it's the fact that, you know, being in my mid-50s and my eyes are shot to bits, I can't tell the difference. But it's a bit like these sort of ultra HD tellies. I go and look at them and I think, well, I can't tell the bloody difference, personally. <laughs> What's the point? I've worked well, out while you... we're getting random hashtags because ESA is also being used by the European Space Agency. Yeah. Oh, dear. Anyway. Um... What about me? I haven't answered this one yet. Go then. Oh, go. I did that Affinity photo. No, not Affinity photo. What was that big deal thing where they do all the... Pixelmator? No. Um, oh, let's go and have a look in my email. Luminar? No. Oh, it's by Adobe, I think it was. Affinity Designer, was it? No. No, no, that's, that's from Serif. You've got Affinity Designer, which is the vector drawing app, which is a competitor to Illustrator, and then Affinity Photo, which obviously is a competitor to Photoshop. And somewhere along the line, they keep threatening to release a a um, one called Affinity Publisher, which will be a competitor to InDesign. Um, and that's now about a year behind schedule. Affinity Photo, that's the one. Mm. Oh, well, well, that conversation went dead. Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. Yes, oh. and you, you gifted that, didn't you? You gifted that to your friend because you bought, but that was the i the iPad version, wasn't it? Yes, because they've got an iPad Pro, which I'm now insanely jealous of because I uh, yes. had the opportunity to watch and a bit of Netflix the, on it. That was, the, that was the app of the year from Apple, wasn't it? Because of the pen support and uh, all the rest. Uh, yeah. And other than that, that was it because I have no money and I'm tight. <laughs> well, uh, let's say, I mean, this year, uh, Ruth, as she's mentioned, had an iPhone 7 Plus. Um, and uh, earlier in the year, my wife, I, I got her an Apple Watch Series Zero. Um, and uh, not from me, I, I, I will say, but from his generous uh kind of stand-in grandfather he had a ps4 which he is uh inordinately pleased about yeah (laughs) and about 20 games so yeah Uh, spoiled rotten i think is the phrase for that right so what we got next then best app of the year for you personally work and or personal um i'll go first on this one i think I don't know, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. Maybe Strava, because that's been a, a bit of a stalwart thing when I was cycling this year. That's always a good pick. I, w- I wanted to say Quip, but if you use it on an iPad, it's damn near impossible to do any spreadsheet editing on it other than just entering numbers because it doesn't have cursor key support. Uh, yeah, Quip. Quip is quite good, isn't it? I quite like Quip. We use the, it for the show the, notes. Yeah, on the desktop, on the Mac, brilliant. But on, the, on, on iOS, no, it's horrible. Yeah. It's, it just doesn't really work at all. You can you can struggle through if you absolutely have to, but I have to say that um, I'm disappointed with Quip on the on iOS. Roger, what about you? What would be your app of the year? Well, you know, I looked through my apps, and uh, like you, I didn't come up with anything. Um, just uh, updates mostly, uh, but not nothing that's real earth-shattering. Guy? Ruthie? Yeah. Oh, no, go on then, Ruthie. You go first. Um, well, I actually found, I had 
like quite a lot of difficulty finding some apps this year um, for music because um, I my music personally I have quite a lot of it and I don't particularly want to like buy it so I tend to like to download it onto my phone from either YouTube or something like that so I found an app called Musi and um, it's like an app I used to have called Tubidi but they got rid of backgrounding which wasn't what I wanted so I had to change to Musi and on that um, I can download music from YouTube and I won't need to use data or internet to listen to music and I can also go on my other apps like my social media um, even though it didn't come out this year it was great for me this year no oh, well that, that's fine it doesn't have to have come yeah. out this year it's the app of the year for you really um, we've had one I've got one in the uh, IRC here from uh, from Spligosh which is Nick, and uh, he says it's app sheet for him. Uh, build your own data-driven iPhone apps. This has been great for our ch- church duty lists uh, all together in one place. So there you go. There's one one from uh, Spligosh. Um, I think I've heard of it. It's not something that I've used, but uh, I think I've heard of it. Um, Guy? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Adobe. Uh, I, I hate what they've done with the creative cloud products, forcing you to pay them, you know, X number of dollars per year, just for the privilege of using their applications. However, they, they, last year they came out with uh, Adobe Premiere Elements 18, which is a video editor well under a hundred dollars and uh, now if you had the previous version, it's probably you know not that big of an upgrade, but if you haven't tried uh, Adobe Premiere Elements recently, it's, it's not a bad video editor, very intuitive, easy to use. It's what I use on the Mac to the Future live cast that I do every Wednesday night, just to, you know, before I, I upload that to YouTube. Okay, okay. And and the elements you can still you still buy those outright, don't you? The, the outright, elements? yeah. And you can use it for as you know the weird thing about elements programs, and I'm sure you know it's the, it's the conspiracy theorist in me that um, once they're getting ready to put out a new version, there always seems to be some kind of oh well, here's a little update that's that's required, and then all of a sudden everything stops working with the previous version. And that's, you know, that's kind of kept me in the past from uh, getting Elements programs. But I don't know if it's a change in how they do it or if I've just been very, very lucky this time around. The previous version of uh, Premiere Elements did not stop working after this newer version came out. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, For me, I have to say my uh, app of the year... Um, is a, a Mac app called Markdown Jane and Simple, which I suspect is a, a, a dodgy translation from the Chinese. Probably. Uh, I, I suspect it's, uh, I think Jane may be plain. Um, it's a brilliant Markdown editor. Uh, I, I picked it up on a on a, on a offer. I think it's normally about £9, but it's if you use Markdown, it's well worth it. Um, you... 
have two panes and uh, in one you write your markdown or HTML and it doesn't really matter if you mix and match them which is also really good um, and in the other pane you get a live display of what you're actually going to output which is just amazingly good uh, it has saved me so much time doing the essential Apple and the my Mac posts because I, I can take our stuff from quit which we write pretty much in markdown I paste it into into the markdown app I can see exactly what it's going to output so that's where you can spot if you've missed a bracket or something and therefore a link's not made live. Um, and also, you can export the markdown to HTML. So for the MyMac site, which doesn't take markdown, I simply take the markdown, export to HTML. I open that with uh, a Text Wrangler, which is from BB Edit. I think it's dead now, um, Text Wrangler per se. You can get a kind of BB Edit light, but I've still got an app and it still works. So I open the exported HTML, copy it, paste it into the My Mac WordPress, and uh, you know Bob's my uncle. So that is brilliant, uh, and that was it's well worth. If you do Markdown any amount, it's well worth the money. It absolutely is, uh, and, and I love it. And my other apps, I think, are very much a wire. Um, and then all of the rogue amoeba stuff, which you know I've been using rather heavily this year as I've got into podcasting. So those are probably my choices. Um, Work-wise, uh, nothing has jumped out at me, to be honest. So another another app that I just thought about is uh, Quad Nine. That's Q U A D, the number nine. And it, uh, you probably uh, most people are familiar with Open DNS. Oh yes. So this is, uh, it seems to be a more uh, elaborate uh, DNS uh, security system, and it's backed by IBM. All right. So it uh, does That's what? That's good, because I've not heard of that one. I've not yeah. heard of that one. I think it's fairly new. Uh, the website is simply quad9.net, and okay. uh, it'll tell you all about it. But it, uh, they're using IBM servers across the world to uh, mitigate threats as you're uh, out there surfing the internet. And uh, I've been adding it to uh, all the computers that I've been coming across. Uh, I've only known about it for about a week. So uh, oh, it looks, right. well, looks that, like that it's sounds... got more, more security and, you know, it's got a lot of uh, horsepower behind it with IBM's servers. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. Right. That's a very, that's a very good pick then, Roger. Uh, okay, shall we move on then? I think every, everybody's answered that one, have we? App of the year? I think yes. everybody's had to say that. Okay, um, well, the next one is other good app releases of the year. Um, I'll start this time, I think. Uh, for me, the obvious ones are probably Luminar and Pixelmator Pro. Um, for me, I'd also say High Sierra, but I know High Sierra has been a real pain in the butt to a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> it's not given me any grief, really. Uh, for me, it's been a, a good upgrade, but I know a lot of people have had a lot of trouble with it. So um, the good releases of the year for me are probably Luminar and the Pixelmator Pro. Uh, Guy? Yeah. Uh, if I was going to uh, pick one that has really changed the way that I do things, uh, I would say Loopback from Rogue Amoeba. Uh, this is this is a program that, that takes the promise of something like Soundflower, but gives it a, a much better looking UI and crazily enough 
uh, works 99% of the time as compared to, you know, what you have to go through sometimes yeah. with Soundflower. Yeah. I mean, well, that's from Rogue Amoeba, isn't it? So uh, I'm kind yeah. of that with saying the rogue amoeba stuff i mean i use i use a, a large amount of rogue amoeba stuff right. i use uh, uh, obviously loop back loop back is one of those things that if you start doing um any sort of sound with your mac you almost have to have right. loop back there there is a an open source uh thing called jack yeah, it's it's such a pain in the ass but, to uh, yes it's um it is a bit of a pain in the backside to use and not everything supports it. Um, so well, for me, the best thing about loopback is, is yeah, especially if you have multiple uh, audio devices connected to your Mac via USB, they almost always, almost always come up as, you know, USB audio Kodak or, you know, I mean, just some generic name. And it's very easy to have, you know, the same name for multiple devices. And by using loopback, once you've identified, you know, which USB device is which, you can create an aggregate device just for that device. Oh, and, yeah. And then use that instead of USB audio codec. I mean, the great the, the, the great thing about loopback for me is also you can you can plug a whole load of devices together. So you can, for example, take your microphone and I don't know, some other device you know output from itunes and something else and you can merge them all into one so that you create devices that are called like you know uh, input for voice over ip or right uh, or, uh, which, or you can have them all nice and separate to go to a DAW. you can indeed it's and, and that's it's and it is like all of paul's stuff at rogue amoeba uh, paul and his team I have to say, I mean, we had him on the show and he works, as he said, you know, they work really hard on trying to keep things simple enough for the ordinary user. And well, you know, you know what I would love to see them do, and I actually suggested it to them once, was would be to combine the power of Audio Hijack and Loopback together along with a, a like a, a decent audio recorder with, with a good UI. Kind of like what, oh, what was that program from... Um, God, there was there was a podcast program that never quite got released. Oh, I know uh, the from Ubercaster. Every time you look on the what, internet, Ubercaster? For it, you go, you "Wish I was, wish it was still there," and it's not. Yeah, I think it's. I think it was called Ubercaster. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and you know th the promise of a program like that was just amazing, and they just couldn't get it to work. But I think that with Paul's people. And the, the resources that Rogue Amoeba has, especially and their experiences with audio, that they could create something like that, you know, sell it for $150. Because the thing is, you know, you can go out and you can buy a mixer and you can buy, you know, uh, all these microphones and cables and cords and, you know, all the stuff that you need. But if somebody can come up with a simple device that you can say, oh, okay, well, uh, here's an input from wire, here's an input from Skype, here's an input from this, and throw them all on the different tracks along with you know whatever your particular device is, record it, have a built-in soundboard, you know, I mean, all these things. Basically, to be able to create a one-man one-man band for for doing podcasts, I think it would sell a lot. Of, I think it would sell a lot of copies. Well. Yes, and I, I, I think that 
when we spoke Good, to but, Paul about uh, doing things for podcasters, there's so many ways and so many techniques that people do things. There was a there was a bit in the after show that I didn't find where I was saying, Paul, fishing would be perfect if only. And he laughed and said, <laughs> do you know how many times I hear that fishing would be the ultimate tool if only? Because one of the things as a podcaster is, you know, people like to pause and take a breath and get their thoughts. And they're the worst bits to edit out. Now, you can use um, audacity to truncate silence so if there's a bit of silence let's say more than two seconds it will detect it and then compress that down to like half a second but audacity has its own problems that it doesn't export markers with wav files so you end up in this whole hodgepodge of uh, like different for, tools yeah like for example i use reaper but reaper doesn't have a truncate silence tool so you have to go and do it manually so you run a filter, it goes off, find all the segments, and then you end up doing it all manually. Um, but Paul was saying that really the whole thing about podcasting is that it's still quite a small market. It's quite a niche sort of thing that we do, believe it or not. Uh, and those that are, you've either got the ones that are really big or I think the ones that are really small. And I don't know where I, I was going. A whole lot like three drinks, no? Let's have more beer. <laughs> <laughs> well... You know, I obviously I, I, I run loop back to uh, aggregate some of my devices. I use Audio Hijack, and uh, Paul said he'd actually seen my uh, uh, post on the site about it. And he said, well, you know, you run a really complicated setup. And then, as he said, you know, and then on top of that, you're you're not actually recording with Audio Hijack. You're recording with something else, and then you're taking it into Audacity. And then you're taking it out of audacity and into fishing, but you know what? I'm not going to say why do you do that. As you just said, they're, they're all in the end, everybody has their own workflow, and everybody does things differently. Um, and Mark is right. The big thing with audacity is it, if you put marker tracks down, they're not exported. Uh, it has labels which are not the same as markers. But I did find you can export the labels. And then I found a, a free um, Java script which will turn those markers into what's known as a cue sheet. And you can then take the cue sheet into Fission or anything else that supports the cue sheet format. So you can do your chapters with that. And um, I did experiment with Marco's uh, sort of beta product forecast. called Forecast for doing chapters. But um, that mangled the art somehow, whereas fishing doesn't. So um, I'm still going to carry on doing it the way I do, which might be longer and harder than it needs to be. But, but it works. That's the thing, though, isn't it? It's like there's no one solution. Like Guy Gaz or whoever he is, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on being number. Th- oh, the darts is on. Why is no one telling me this? Oh no, it's only a recap. I forgot. Um, where was I going? There we are. See, We're not a... sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. There we go. All right, come on. All right, excellent point. Uh, I don't have to edit this one, so I don't have to fill in the gap. So, um, yes, this week. Who was was next? Because we were on um, good app releases of the year. I I think that was everybody, wasn't it? Everybody everybody done that one? Okay. I've got got one that I, I forget about until I'm setting up somebody with a new time machine hard drive. And that's a little free program called Time Machine Editor, which does something that Apple apparently doesn't want to do. And that's allow you to set up your time machine to go off. Uh, you just set up for once a day instead of once an hour. All right. So, okay. Oh, awesome. And, and it is uh, it is up to date for High Sierra. I saw that uh, 
on their website yesterday. So it's all up to date and it uh, hopefully would save some wear and tear on your time machine backup drive. Okay. Well, yeah. for, for people who don't feel the need to back up every hour, that's uh, that's probably a very well, handy. It's like I say, backups are for losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on, Mark. Go on. It's all going to fail anyway. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, right the bet. Next one, I'm, is... I'm saving the planet by not backing up because I'm using less electricity. Hey, oh, well, you lot can say yeah, that. You're green. Uh, best tech mm. hardware of the year, year for you, and this can be work or personal, but you have to actually own it. Ooh, uh, who wants to go first? Because I can. Oh, I'll go first. Go then. Uh, the Apple Watch Series Two. I. Until I actually had an Apple Watch, I just didn't see the point of it. And uh, a friend of mine who was juggling multiple decisions on getting an Apple Watch and too long of a story to go into, uh, but he offered me at a really good price an Apple Watch Series 2. So and I was like, you know, uh, okay. So I bought it. And for like the first week, every time I would look down at my wrist, I would kind of like snort derisively, like, oh, what, what am I using this for? And then all of a sudden I found that I was using it more and more, checking, you know, when I should be standing, when I should be doing this, when I should be doing that, when I had a phone call coming in, when I had a, you know, something from social media coming in. And it got to the point, it's like, you know what, this is really freaking handy. So now I'm a, I'm a big fan. So Apple Watch Series 2. You're a believer? Is that what you're trying to say? I am. And I wouldn't leave her if I tried. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Very, very good. Okay. Uh, Go on then, Roger. Okay. uh, I've gotten into uh, security cameras this year and uh, a little bit probably overkill. I backed uh, two of them on uh, crowdsourcing or crowdfunding. One was the Canary. I've had the regular Canary for a couple of years now. It's been very reliable. The thing I, I like about it as compared to another camera I have, which is called Blink, is it has uh, geofencing, so it's automatic. When I, when my iPhone leaves, whether I'm with it or not, uh, it turns on the Canary cameras, and when I come back, it turns them off. Whereas uh, the Blink cameras, which I like, I'll talk a little bit about in a second, uh, don't have any kind of geofencing, so you have to manually arm them and manually disarm them, which is... Uh, means you probably don't arm them because it's a pain. And uh, the, the nice thing about the uh, the Blink cameras, however, is that they're all battery operated, so you can put them anywhere. You don't have to have any any wiring. And uh, Canary, I guess, picked up on that, and they brought a, a camera called the Canary Flex, which is also uh, completely uh, wireless as far as power, so you can put it anywhere. Um, so on my front door, I have a Canary flex camera kind of hidden up in the rafters or hopefully nobody sees it and it's protecting my ring doorbell so uh, if someone steals my <laughs> ring doorbell I'll know <laughs> who it is <laughs> the, the only problem with that Roger is that sounds a bit like I keep my money in the safe and then I lock the key to the safe in this uh, in this lock box which I then hide under the bed <laughs> right well hey it's, uh, it's kind of like backing up you know you have redundant systems Oh, yeah, definitely. No, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. The only problem there is if somebody sees your, sees your canary and decides to steal that instead. Leave the, leave the ring doorbell, steal the camera. Yeah, well, I'll see him on the ring doorbell. It works either way. Well, that is true. Yeah, double redundant. I've got you either way. Quite right. Quite right. Um, 
Guy. Yes. So, uh, best tech hardware of the year for you. Oh, no, or did you already go? Yeah, I already went. Oh, you already went. Mark? <laughs> you know what? For all the grief that I've given Apple this year about their diabolical support, the one gadget I love the most are my AirPods. I really, really couldn't do without them now. They, of course, they're not the best sounding thing in the world, but in terms of sheer practicalness, sheer ease of use, the way that they charge up really, really quickly, I can use them with my Apple TV, with my iPod. I would be absolutely lost and devastated if I didn't have a set of AirPods in my life right now. They're just so handy and so useful. Um, I would even now consider maybe upgrading to the wireless charging case in Qi, just so that I never had to sort of worry about, oh, I've got to plug them in. Because the thing is, the battery life is that good between topping them up, putting them in the case, and putting them in your ears. If you get to charge it, and it's the one device that you sort of... You don't mind putting your AirPods away because there's such a risk of losing them because they're so light and small. You automatically put them away. So it's not like unplugging and plugging headphones in and no more cable snagging. And in fact, that's my Christmas miracle for 2017. I've had no cable snag. Well, there we go. Ruthie! Um, I'd have to say my phone because um, it's a very different kind of um hardware to the phone i had before which was the six being obviously the size and the speed um is very quick now and the battery life is amazing um and the camera the camera is the best thing i absolutely love it oh Um, yes and you've taken some really nice shots of your brother with that haven't you making use of the um, making use of the, yeah. uh, now, is that shot with or shot at? No, shot with. <laughs> okay. She took some really nice photographs of of Joseph actually with using the portrait mode. Yeah. Um, which really can. Um, I mean, that does. I mean, the, all those devices now just come on so far. And to me, it's just a testament to Apple that just how far they've come in the world of chip building in what yeah. really is a relatively short space of time. So you, I know. If you look at like how long AMD and Intel have been at it, and then Apple have just come along and just gone, well, we'll have a crack at this. Yeah. Right. What else have we got then on our next list of questions? Uh, right, best tech hardware. Is, oh, well, is, hang on, is, hang is on. It, is it what else that? No, it's my shout now. All right, my I'll get drinking. Um, no, no, you're fine. Uh, um, for me, uh, I've mentioned both of these already before, which is that um, I, I had a new iMac 27-inch 5K with the extended wireless keyboard at work, uh, which, again, is not bent. And uh, at home, it's my SSD, um, which is fabulous. So uh, those are my two. All right, Mark, uh, just uh, move, what, you know, go yeah, on to the next got, one. Then. What have we got next then? Uh, so how long have we been streaming for? This is going to be a marathon one, isn't it? Oh, an hour, hour and a half. Uh, right, so the best Apple slash tech story of the year. And we'll go to Roger for this one. What's been your highlight of all the Apple tech press this year? Well, I'm, I'm going to do uh, this one and the next one in the same breath here. The iMac Pro actually shipped. And the HomePad did not, or the HomePod did not. So Apple promised some one thing, and they followed up on that promise, but they promised something else six months ago, and uh, it's not ready to go, apparently. Oh, that's because they need more time to refine it, allegedly. Yes, 
and maybe put uh, Shazam technology into it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we yeah. obviously we're not going to cover that one, but that's quite a, a big story, that isn't it? I mean, it ties in more seamlessly with Apple being Apple in the terms of what the you know, Apple is known for music, not none of this. They've poached people from Amazon. I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm hoping that the integration actually works a little bit better. Uh, right, now, so who, apparently, sorry, sorry, apparently the uh, the you know as we never know because Apple doesn't tell us, but. Uh, it sounds like, if you read between the lines, that they uh, were after the talent from Shazam and some of their technology that they can probably use in other ways uh, for uh, AI things that they're doing. So finally, Apple have spent some cash. Uh, who are we going to go to next? A random finger is pointing at Cutie Melon. What's been your tech story of the year for Apple? Well... I couldn't really think of anything which is the best. Um, I'm not sure why, I just... I wasn't really interested by anything this year, by, from Apple, personally. Um, But... It's... Difficult to... I don't really... I suppose the fact is that there's no story that really comes to your head that kind of says a lot about the world of apple for you this this year around yeah. i don't mean that in a bad way but because no. i'm i'm struggling to think myself and i think for yeah. me it's going to be the ipad pro i think that had such a huge monumental update and we're still all getting to grips with it guy what about yeah. yourself uh, for me, it wasn't any one particular thing, but that uh, in, parsh, in part that the shroud of secrecy is starting to lift a little bit over there at Apple, that, that they're being a little more open about what it is that they're doing. And in some cases, not because they necessarily wanted to, uh, but in order to you know, keep a, a positive spin on certain things, they kind of had to come out and say something. And I'm talking, you know, things like the the iPad, or iPad, the iMac Pro. In the past, they never would have said anything about this machine until it was it was out and good to go. But the whole debacle with the Mac Pro from 2013 has kind of showed them that that you know maybe it's not a bad idea to come out and say something every once in a while. Especially what with this uh, this new iMac Pro, there's been a lot of. I like the fact that Apple haven't come out and defended its price. Instead, they've come out and really explained the work and effort that has gone into the new um, the new iMac Pro. Simon, what about you yourself? Um, well, actually, for me, I, I think the story of the year for me was uh, the new iMacs uh, and the admission that the uh, that the Pro, you know, the trash can Pro, had, had proved to be a dead end. Uh, and a bit like a bit like Guy, I guess that's kind of you know a lifting of the veil of secrecy. They, you know, they admitted, you know, we made a decision, we made a we made a gamble on a direction that the tech was going to go, which I think at the time they did that was was possibly a viable gamble. the The idea was that they were looking at you know parallelism in in GPUs and so on. But that wasn't where it went. Um, and then they found that the Mac Pro was painted, as they said, into a thermal corner. Um, so just the admission that they made a, 
well, yeah, screwed up, made a misstep, took took a gamble that didn't pay off. Didn't know how, know how you want to look at it. Um, and, and the new IMAX, which really just kind of restored, I think, everybody's faith in the fact that they, they hadn't forgotten about the Mac altogether. Um, and probably the other one, which I haven't written down, but it's come to mind now, of course, is the the, uh, the publishing of scientific papers by, you know, researchers at Apple. Apple are now allowing their research staff to publish peer-reviewed papers. And so they've published, I don't know, two or three, I think, recently, haven't they? One about um, improving LIDAR detection and various other things. So I think, for me, the, the general, the best stories of the year were about Apple opening up a little bit and beginning to say the whole... If it's not done here, it doesn't count. Is not necessarily the way to go. It might have been in the past. I think it made that 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 um, ethos probably served them quite well at sometimes in the past, but um, not recently. I think is the answer to that. So uh, I that's that was my that was my story of the year. Really, it's a, a kind of combination of the 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 Mac isn't forgotten and. We are, you know, opening up a little bit. Awesome. Awesome. What about then? So once we've got you, we'll start with you first. Then. What's been your worst story of Apple this year? Yeah, well, um, hard to say, really. Uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would say the the root access bug, but yeah, I, I would agree with you on that one. Well, they no, had a, I, what they it, that was a bad story, and it was embarrassing, and, and how the hell did he get through and all the rest. But actually, for most people, it probably wasn't a really serious problem, and um, it, it... it um, What can I say? I mean, they squashed it pretty quickly. It turned out maybe not as quickly as they should have done. No, but it does go to show that, you know, when there is a problem, they can slam that door, you know, nice and tightly. I mean, yes, it sucked that this happened, but if it was a Microsoft-style issue, and this isn't to ding on Microsoft or Android, I would have my reservations that they could have reacted so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Overall, I I don't know. It's... The worst story of the year about Apple. Um, well, there's been a variety of slip-ups and, and goofs, but none of them would really what I'd describe as end of the world. Um, so overall, I, I, I'm not sure that I really have a particularly bad story. The the root the root thing was a well, it was an almighty cock up. Let's face it. Um, what about, no, what about just, Roger then? Uh, no, just before we go on to that, uh, Nick uh, Nick has posted his technology story of the year was Tesla continuing to push uh, electric vehicles to the fore, including their semi and the roadster, which is a, a good choice, I think. That was a good choice for a, a good story of the year. I would agree with that. I think Tesla has been one of the companies that has really stuck in my head this year. And 30 grand for that Tesla Roadster, not the Roadster, the Model S, is like, that, oh, that's just so, if I could get, you know something, I've got on record that, if I could get the credit for that, or I could get the finance for it, I would do it. Because, yeah, it would be something like £250 a month. 
but no petrol because where I work we get free electric because we're solar panel we got solar panels I mean that that alone Darling. Right, Roger, what about yourself? What's been the, uh, the let's say, the, the what's, what's been a downside for you this year? Well, uh, again, it's, it's Apple. Um, I heard somebody on another podcast saying that uh, the problem with Apple is they don't have the, uh, the old experienced uh, engineers around that kind of have the, uh, you know, 30,000 foot view of what's going on. It's uh, all these young engineers are compartmentalized and they don't think about what they're doing uh, and how it affects the, what some other engineers are doing. So there's nobody really overseeing the whole process. And that's why Apple is having all these bugs uh, coming out. So I think uh, what kind of moving forward here, what I'm looking for for next year is that Apple gets their quality control or quality assurance act together and get back to what we all expect from Apple. And that is that their products just work yep can't agree with you less uh guy what about yourself uh for which one for the worst yes mm. for the worst i would say it's the um the current black eye concerning the iphone slowdowns that's related to uh battery and i'm not even really sure you know i mean i, I caught a lot of flack on this yesterday because I don't see it as, as being that big of a deal. There was basically a problem where uh, people with older phones and with batteries that weren't quite up to scratch were shutting down. So you either do something to make it so that they don't shut down or you tell everyone with a phone like that, come on in for a free battery. Well, th that wasn't going to happen. And I don't think that that would even be a, a, a reasonable solution from Apple. So if you, if you want an iPhone that's still going to be working three, four generations after you purchased it, well, then, you know, sometimes these kinds of things are going to happen. And it's not even so much that it's slowed down to the point of, of you know, where you can't use it. It just slowed down a little bit. So to me, it wasn't that big of a deal, but apparently it, it's kind of blown up in their face. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Guy. I read a lot of this stuff, and there were a lot of people, and, and immediately, of course, there are class action lawsuits and all of sorts course. of shen shenanigans. Um, I read it. I think Apple perhaps should have been more transparent a little more forthcoming, yeah. about it, but... As far as I can see, from what I've read about the actual technology of what they're doing, is they're saying if your battery has degraded to below 80% of original, then we will dial back the peak, only the peak, not average use, the peak usage, so that your CPU cannot effectively attempt to draw more power than the battery can put out. Right. Because which is what was shutting them down. Which is what was shutting them down, right? In certain circumstances, people with older phones running the latest software were having an issue where running certain apps, <coughs> Facebook, um, <laughs> uh, the phone would just suddenly shut off, even though it you know, was showing 35% battery or something. And to be honest, I think what they did was pretty reasonable. They perhaps should have been more transparent and perhaps... Apps, they should have said to people, here's a toggle. You can have 
safe no, they, back code? No, no. See, they, they couldn't have put a toggle on it because if they'd put a toggle on it and the phones were still shutting down, they'd be saying, well, why haven't you fixed the problem? Mm. So, you know, the only other thing that they could have done for people that, that you know, found that the the slightly slower experience for, you know, peak usage was down would be to offer them a way to go back to the previous version of the operating system. Yeah. But overall, I think that's a bit of a storm in a teacup, to be honest. Uh, there's a certain amount of, you know, there are a certain level of people out there who will take any excuse to kick off. And uh, in this, I think they were kicking off about something that's overall probably not um, not really that big a deal. Yeah. If you're yeah. honest. Right, so let's move things on then. So, Roger, have you given your view on this? I I can't remember now off the top of my head. Yeah, I just, you know, we Sorry. better uh, better Apple quality control, and we want uh, Apple to get back to it just works for yeah. their hardware and their software. Well, I tell you oh, what, I think so. we have been rocking and rolling now for an hour and a bit, so we'll go straight to the last story. Uh, Simon, you can go first on this. What well, you... I'll tell you what, because poor old John Nemo is sitting in the other room collating his list of um, his list of picks of the year under $50. So I'll tell you what. I'm going to uh, go in the other room and uh, let John tell us about his picks of the year. Thanks for inviting me to your wild and crazy party here on Christmas Eve, Simon and everybody else. Nemo's Hardware Store has a whole bunch of items we're going to recommend for holiday gifts and also for next year, because these are products that will stand the test of time every year. I reviewed dozens and dozens of products for our podcast and also for MyMac.com. And let's start out today with everything that's under $50 that I strongly recommend, beginning with the Renogy, R-E-N-O-G-Y, E.Lumen Multifunctional Flashlight. Simon and Mark will do everything possible to get the Amazon buying links for you to check these items out early next year for your purchases. This is $25 in the U.S. It's a rechargeable flashlight. You can charge it using solar power. And also you can plug it in using a cable, USB micro cable. It holds its charge for a long time. It's extremely bright, like one of those tactical flashlights. It also has magnets and ways to get yourself out of a car if you're trapped in. It's a great flashlight. I use it every night to walk the doggy, and I can't live without it. It's one of my single best items of Nemo's hardware store from 2017. The Renoji. E.Lumen Multifunctional Flashlight. The website is renogy.com, R-E-N-O-G-Y. Next item is right in front of me. It's on my iPhone 10 case. It's the Catalyst cases for the iPhone X. And I have the Impact Protection case for the iPhone X or the iPhone 10. Cost is $40 in the U.S. Gives great protection around the back and the sides. And then I purchased an inexpensive but high-quality glass screen protector for the front. So my waterproof iPhone X is fully encased with a teal and orange impact protection case for iPhone X. $40. Color scheme is called Blue and Sunset. 
And the website is catalystcase.com, C-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T-C-A-S-E, catalystcase.com. Recently, I reviewed the TriBit speaker. This is an extraordinary speaker, not just because it's so good and it's so loud, but the price is so low. It's $40 in the U.S. for the TriBit X sound, T-R-I-B-I-T-X-S-O-U-N-D, the TriBit X Sound Go portable Bluetooth speaker. It's got great battery life, exceptional sound quality for a little tiny speaker that would fit in your pocket. Comes in three different colors, black or red or bluish, and I can strongly recommend this. I've been using this for my guitar lessons, and my students love it. They all want to get one, so maybe I should get one for each of them as a present to start the year off. Maybe they'll practice with the TriBit X Sound Go portable Bluetooth speaker. For $26, AnyPro, that's A-N-Y-P-R-O, and their website is anyproglobal.com, has a 360-degree rotating tablet stand that's adjustable. So it spins, it swivels, it tilts. It's very sturdy, very strong, well-built, made out of really rugged aluminum, but it's got a nice soft padded area for your iPhone or your iPad to be tilted or spun around. And I've purchased a dozen of these and gave these out to my weekly iPhone, iPad workshop group, and they love these things. Exceptional recommendation from all the people in the Nemo Pad workshop here in Tucson, Arizona. 360-degree rotating tablet and iPhone stand adjustable from anyproglobal.com. $26 in the U.S. We also have been giving out a lot of eight-port chargers called a Tofu, T-O-F-U, Tofu multi-USB charger, multiple eight-port smart fast charger. It's white, comes with a plug and a cable, and whenever you're charging something in the USB port, it says, hey, I'm charging in this port, one of the eight ports. So it lets you know with a nice green and black display. You'll see this on the Amazon.com website that we provide. Very reasonable, $26 in the U.S. You can charge up to eight devices from the Tofu multi-USB charger, eight-port smart fast charger. Strong recommendation. Where's mine? Oh, there it is. Right there. Yep. It's not in use at the moment, but it will be as soon as the podcast is over. If you have a heavy case or a deep case on any of your devices and you need to extend the tip of your headphones, conventional 3.5 millimeter male headphone adapter, you can get the Pro Cable from Radtech, R-A-D-T-E-C-H. This is only $8 in the U.S. It comes in a 30 millimeter or a 36 millimeter extension. Doesn't look like much, but this has saved my life with my old iPhone 6 case, which had a deep recessed hole in it from the Catalyst case because it was a full body waterproof case and I couldn't get any headphone jacks in there. So the Pro Cable for $8, I have several of them that I got the tip goes on all of my headphones, so I'm never anywhere without it when I'm playing music through headphones, and there's even the remotest chance that I will need to go into a deeper recess into the plug where it's coming from the source. The Pro Cable from Radtech, R-A-D-T-E-C-H, 
Com. Here's another speaker. This is the one I use when I go bike riding. This is $46. This is the Optimus wireless Bluetooth speaker from Smartomi, S-M-A-R-T-O-M-I, smartomi.com. It's shaped roughly the size of a bicycle water bottle because it goes in the cage on my bike. I just took it for a ride yesterday. I was listening to all sorts of stuff. People were looking at me like I was nuts, but I was having a great time riding through town, listening to country music, classical music, rock, pop, blues, jazz, you name it. And I can reach over, I can make it louder, quieter, advance the track, and it does come with a handlebar control that I do not use. I just use it in the cage. I don't want any other wires or cables coming up to my handlebars. But for $46, if you're a cyclist, Get one of these and you will be overjoyed with the Optimus wireless Bluetooth speaker by Smartomi. And speaking of music, I'm going to end with a subscription item. It's Deezer. D-E-E-Z-E-R. Deezer.com. Available in over 100 countries. It's a competitor to Apple Music. It's a competitor to Spotify. And it is better because the interface is cleaner and because the songs have lyrics, and it's a much better and easy-to-use equalizer. Think about that. The same number of tracks with an equalizer, with lyrics, and with a cleaner, brighter interface. Check it out. A couple of different price plans, including free. So try Deezer.com. Strongly recommend Deezer.com. I love it for my primary source of online streaming. So that's Nemo's list of items from the hardware store and from MyMac.com from my 2017 reviews. Have fun with the rest of the party, and I'll be back. Will it be this year? Will it be next year? We'll find out, but I've got another half a dozen or more high-end, over $50 audio items to recommend from the vault at Nemo's hardware store. Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> oh, who knew it was going to be this seamless? I'm guessing we're having a few technical difficulties, so this will be the moment where Simon plays some holding music. Here's an edit point, Simon, and we'll just keep chatting. Um, well, I'll tell you what, champs, as we're still carrying on with the show, as we're having a few difficulties, let's take this as a hint. To finish off, I'm sure Simon will splice in Nemo's hardware store somehow with the backing music that he's got there going. So let's start wrapping up. We'll do one more story, if that's okay with you, chaps. Sure. Finally, what are you most looking forward to in 2018? And Roger, we'll go to you first on this one. Well, I think uh, I, I, I've already said it. I want to see Apple have uh, better quality control and make sure that uh, everything just works before it leaves the factory. Indeed. Um, like my For me, it's going to be let's hope they can remain consistent and actually push out products that aren't going to be forgotten. And we're still waiting for Uncle Tim to tell us what they're going to do with the Mac Mini. Or although I've got a distinct feeling the Mac Mini may be the new iMac Pro. Maybe. That's my thing. Uh, all right. What about you then, Guy? Just to round off, leave us with something cheery in our hearts and some festive joy and all that. <laughs> whatever it well, is. I- I would love to see this year, 2018, uh, what the next Mac Pro is going to look like. And uh, I know it's not going to be affordable for the average person, though that would be so sweet. 
Um, I would also like to see some better podcasting solutions uh, from whoever. Uh, Rogue Amoeba would be real, really nice since they have such great, great people working there. But um, I'm not too fussed. I, I, you know, I'm still looking for a way to take live calls that works consistently and doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Right, QC. What are you most? What is the? What would you like to see happen in 2018 in the world of Apple? Um. I think I would probably like to see, um, I'm not sure actually, right that ahead. is an interesting question. That would be an ecumenical matter. Simon, what about your good self? Uh, me, uh, my, my wishes really for um, 2018 is can we not have fires, earthquakes, hurricanes, terror attacks? Bombing, nuclear saber rattling, malware outbreaks. Um, That's a good answer. Um, and I, what I would really like to see from the tech world is, can we bring cybersecurity to the front and centre, please? Oh, you've been yeah. watching The Apprentice, yeah, can we, haven't you? Yeah, can we resist stupid governmental attempts to put backdoors into everything in sight? Um, and uh, on the tech front, I'd like to see AR start to move forward from where it is which is is a good start but at the minute it's toys and games and i'd like to see that start to move further into the mainstream awesome right and i think there's nothing more we can really add to that simon's got a little bit of editing to do right at the end yeah just a little on behalf of the essential apple podcast on behalf of simon myself all the guests that we've had on firstly thank you to all of our guests and thank you to everyone that's been appearing especially roger guy suffolk pete roger thank you very much for coming on today uh it's been an absolute pleasure um, it, it's been a standard madcap episode so I think we've held the tradition thank you ever so much tell, just tell us very quickly before you go what is the rest of your day going to consist of um, just getting ready for uh, Christmas and uh, getting in the mood uh, as you can probably hear from my slurry words I'm halfway there Guy, you're. I'm not going to ask you because you're bringing Dana on things because you've got no, really no, no, practical things to do. That, but uh, yeah, I, I've got. Um, we have some guests coming tomorrow for Christmas, so uh, I've got some cleanup to do. Uh, I've got some last-minute menu choices to look at, and starting tomorrow morning, I will be in the kitchen cooking my uh, rump off. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we're having. We're having uh, a rump. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have lamb tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to try and cook lamb and a bit of roast potatoes just because. Uh, Right, Simon, what about your good self? How is the rest of your day going to go after we finish recording? Uh, Well, right now, uh, I shall probably uh, finish the rest of my wine. And then I think I will run a light edit over the recording and hopefully get the show up uh, double pronto uh, so that people can actually have it for Christmas. Um, and I would just like to say, there's a few things I, I want to say before we finish. Um, there are a lot of people who uh, put a lot of effort in, besides you and me, Mark, don't get me wrong. But uh, a very big thanks to uh, John Nemo Nemirovsky, because he helps us get guests. He, he does the hardware store. Um, you know, he puts in a lot of criticism, uh, constructive criticism, I would say. Uh, to help us uh, grow this year the podcast has grown fabulously i think we've improved our show notes we've improved our website we've improved our uh, sound quality no end i believe um so i'd like to thank i'd like to thank wire um 
who most of the time have not let us down. <laughs> oh, well, you know, voice over IP is voice over IP. Yeah, that's um, true. I'll, I know that Tim, I'll be fair, Tim and uh, uh, Tim and Dave, you know, on the tech fan, they've tried Wire, um, and I have to admit, originally on my recommendation, and they've had a, a lot of trouble with it, and to the point that sometimes it drives them mad. Um, but we, on the whole, have had good luck with it uh, and Sim had come on the show and uh, Sim and the team at Wire have listened to us when we've had problems and uh, tried their best. I'd like to I'd like to mention the fact that Pinecast Mark, I mean Matt at Pinecast has bent over backwards to help us when we've had issues. Yeah, lost there, yeah. Um, they've been a great host. Um, there are all sorts of people from the guests uh, from the listeners, from the Slack room, uh Everybody who has put something into the show from, quote, unquote, the lowly listeners to the big names. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mark, for your efforts. Thank you. All the guests we've ever had on because they've all been great. We've had Guy. We've had Gaz. We've had Paul Cafarsis. We've had all sorts of people. Oliver from Boinks. We've had uh, Sim, as I mentioned. Uh, we've had... Uh, Mike Bombay from one, uh, one password yeah. as well. Everybody we've had on has been a pleasure to have on. And let's face it, we are not, you know, we are not a top-ranked podcast. We do not have tens of thousands of listeners. But everybody who's come on has given of their best. Um, they've been friendly and engaging. And so I'm looking forward to 2018 being another year of more shows, more improvement, more fun and uh well let's face it you and me mark we do we don't care if there's a hundred listeners or if there's just ten thousand really do we but we are oh, no, growing no 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 i've got an ego i i'm really egotistical <laughs> we've not <laughs> had a podcast review you... in ages but no yeah just to back up what you said thank you anyone and everyone who's contributed i mean even guy your thanks to you in fact <laughs> this is all your fault because you helped me Probably about a year and a half ago, get the oh, same yeah. board and get, um, oh, well, what's it called? Audio Hijack. It's thanks to your setup sure. that I use week in, week out to produce this nonsense. Uh, so it guess. is my fault. Yeah, it yeah. is. Well, yeah, no, in my case, it's Carl's fault. It's Carl's fault that I ended up on this podcast. Uh, so thank you very much, Carl. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and Carl is actually coming on on the 7th. On the seventh, along with Donny Yankelo, so look forward to that, and also, of course, look forward to the fact that we are having another Mad Party podcast on New Year's Eve, oh, and we yes. will yet again be attempting to live stream it, and hopefully this time it will go a bit better because um, apparently there were yes, a few. We will, and we will get it pushed out, and everyone will know we'll have all the streams up and everything. And I think on that note, just to say from myself, thank you very much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful Christmas. I'm not going to say festive period. Because that's just blinking nonsense. It's Christmas. Whatever connotation you want to take of that, that's up to you. But whatever you do, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I really hope you make the best of the festive period. So until next week, cheerio, everyone. Yes, goodbye. And thank you to all our guests. It's been a blast. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. And before we go, come on, before we go, it's drinks all round. Hang on. I'll drink to that. Bottle number four. Here we go. Cheers, everybody. Time to break out the pickled onions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Ta-da. 
we are part of the MyMac.com podcasting network, where you can find such excellent shows as Guy and Gaz on the MyMac show, Tim and David on the Tech Fan show, the Three Geeky Ladies, the geekiest show ever, uh, the excellent Bart Who Shots with his Let's Talk, the Club Nintendo, and many, many more. And that is an end. Marvellous. <laughs> I will feel the pump. This has been the Essential Apple Podcast. Goodbye and thank you for listening.